It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about how love and truth work together to make your life better. Thank you, Gavin. Gavin is our sugar boy, and we are so thrilled to be here in studio today. And, and of course, with me today in the studio is Miss Carrie Brinkater, and on the phone line we have... Miss Kathy Enderbrock. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Coach Carrie, Miss Evelyn, it's great to be with you guys this morning, friends. It's a beautiful Saturday. Welcome to Love Talk. Welcome to you, Miss Kathy. We're we're sad that you're not here with us today, but gr- so thankful for technology to have you with us on the phone line today. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater opening the show, of course, with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, uh, who has been love talking and love walking here on Love Talk for 35 years. What an absolute blessing she is to all of us and you know what the only about six months of that was uh with somebody besides gene bender oh and uh, we love gene bender we love gene he's our station he owns the station here at the bridge yes uh and we need to pray for him and for gail his wife who is seriously ill yes And so if, Kathy, if you don't know that, she had heart surgery this week. So, And we need to pray for this station. Pray for the people that are listening. Pray for those that want to change and don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pray for the employees. Uh, There are just so many things that we can uh, effectively uh, encourage in in those areas. So we're here today, and it's going to be a good one. Absolutely. It's a great day. I Here's the thing that I'm wrestling with today. It is the end of June, which means that it is exactly six months uh, after Christmas and six months before <laughs> Christmas. And oh, we funny. are six we are six months into this crazy year 2020. It I tell you what, this year started off, uh, you know, with the brush briars in uh-huh. Australia just burning so much beautiful land, um, and then we saw the Iranian General Soleimani killed in a drone strike, and we thought, okay, well, January, wow, all right, and then all of a sudden we hear of the first cases of COVID coming out of China, and then Prince Harry steps down from his <laughs> royal duties, and we have the impeachment trial for Trump, and later the acquittal. Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. The U.K. withdraws from the European Union. The Iowa caucus results are delayed because of quality control. And then, of course, we see this global pandemic with COVID and the stock market just plunges. And so that sends kind of people into a tailspin. The Summer Olympics are postponed. Um, Man, and then we have this horrible death of George Floyd, which has really set our country to thinking and searching and finding ways um, to come together. Um, it's it's also caused racial unrest. I uh, This is just in six months, and I left a lot of things out of there, <laughs> right? And I cannot imagine what the next six months will bring. I pray that it will bring hope and healing. I pray that it will bring listening um, ears and open hearts. I, I, oh man, I pray that COVID will die an ugly death and that it will go away so that uh, people can feel more back to normal and, and jobs can come back and we can 
get rolling again with this economy. So I, I tell you what, there's a lot of things to be thankful for, and there's a lot of things to pray for as we head into the next six months of this year. Well, Kathy, what is going on in your world? You know, I think it, the truth has really, uh, how do you say, sparked a new fire in my heart because with all of this stuff going on, uh, the truth that God loves us, that he sent his son to die for us, uh, that we have new life in him and that this this life of these circumstances, these difficulties, they are temporary. They are finite. They have a beginning and they they have an end. And what is what is the truth for us, this infinite glorious relationship that we're able to have with our Father God, our Creator, through His Son Jesus Christ, that remains unchanged. And there is nothing that can change that good news. There's nothing that can alter uh, that good news or, or cast shadow on that. And so that is the truth that has kind of set my feet on solid ground and given me a perspective through all of this. You know, Priscilla Shire, she, I, and I so needed this, she said in this, um, this one talk that, that she was giving to this group, and I got this 90-second clip. She said, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, she says, I would never identify myself as a black woman because what adjective we put in front of the noun woman or man, it matters. She says how I identify myself is a Christian woman because God did not come to choose sides. He did not come to take sides. God came to take over. Mm. And more than anything else that matters, Jesus matters. And so, you know, during all of this, what I would call kind of turmoil and rough waters and mountains moving and shifting around, this has really kept my feet on solid ground, that there is nothing that man can do that can change the plans that God has and that can change what God has done for us. And so it's, I don't know, it's been a really great um, eye-opening time for me to rediscover the truth that matters. And Carrie, I love that you're making today's program about truth. And our key verse for today is John 8:32, which says this, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And friends, listening friends, Carrie, Miss Evelyn, I know that there's some things we need to be set free from, some fear and anxiety and turmoil and, and shifting sands under our feet. And the truth of God's word sets us free from that. So I'm looking forward so much to this program today and discussing uh, this, discussing love and uh, discussing the truth of where that love has come from and what that love can do in our lives. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Kathy. You, you always put things so well, and I, I love the way you phrase how, you know, Jesus did not come to take sides. He came to take over. And uh, that needs to remain our focus. Well, Miss Evelyn, what has been going on in your world? I ain't got time to tell you. <laughs> uh, Do you ever feel that way, Kathy? All the things, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we are well into this distribution of the new book. And the new book is about Jesus. Yes, it is. And it is exciting. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple little holes we're working on. But, you know, when you come to a point in your life, 
And you can see it from God's point of view. God can use you. Mm-hmm. And he will use you. And so I, that's what the new book, it's loving, uh, love walking and love talking. I don't do a lot of walking, but I sure do a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I would say I, uh, that's my goal is to stay healthy so that I can get on that pedal pusher thing that I do and, and walk. But, you know, it's more than that. It's it's a heart guide. What is our heart telling us to do during these hard times? Mm-hmm. These are hard times, Kathy. They are. For people, they, they don't are. know. You know, just having to put a mask on to go somewhere and at home not being a... I, w- I went two months. I didn't get out of my house. Mm-hmm. These are different times. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There are learning times. And I just pray so uh, often for what God has given us to do in the position where we have here at the radio station. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, I think about it, I'm getting old, and that's going to be fun, too. <laughs> well, but my friend Florence Littire, and this I want to put in uh, for those who know her, is on her deathbed. Or in, we call it her life bed because from there she'll be is sitting in glory. And uh, we've always laughed about it. And I've told her, I said, I've asked Jesus to build me a house at the corner of love and decoration. (laughs) And uh, if I go before you do, I'm going to ask him for a porch light and for a swing and two rocking chairs. And so so through the years, it's been our joke. And we've talked about that because we have been, you know, we spent, as you know, Kathy, I spent 28 years traveling with Florence, and it was always a good experience, but it was always heartbreaking to see the real needs that people don't see themselves. So it's been kind of busy this week. Well, it has. And, Miss Evelyn, I'm going to tell you this again. You need more than two rocking chairs, okay? Because (laughs) your porch is just going to be full. I guess the rest of us, we we can just sit down right there at your feet and hang out. Um, Happy to do that. Um, You know, it it is uh, interesting times. and, And I tell you, I'm so thankful each day that um you know we have a book called the bible to to show us the way um and we can get so bogged down in the negative but i tell you what friends i have had so many great conversations oh. over the last several weeks positive life-changing mm-hmm. conversations over the last several weeks and a friend of mine named Tamika and she was telling me, she's like, Carrie, you know what? I asked her the question. I said, Tamika, how do I um, speak with someone who's angry right now and who just seems to be a little more on edge and uh, maybe a little less rational? And she said, Carrie, you know what? We're just called to listen in situations like that. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you just listening and for the person that that has so many words to say, whether they're angry or spiteful or hurtful, sometimes just listening can really help that person to see that there's um, an ear to listen and to love. And I thought that was so insightful. She said, those of us that are talkers have a hard time doing that. But um, but we are called to listen. And uh, that was very, very impactful for me. I tell you what, um, it's interesting these times and these days. That is why today's program is about chatting about love, God's love, and how God's love is truth. Okay, ladies, so um, 
I want to ask you guys this question. Have you ever been in a noisy room? I know not lately, but back in the old days, right? When, <laughs> when we you could, got a choice. When we got a choice, right? <laughs> that you, Have you ever been in a noisy room or like in a room where the TV was just too loud? Or like sometimes my son will come downstairs and we have these uh, speakers downstairs and he'll turn on the music and he just blares it. It's so loud. I can't even think. All the noise just kind of causes my brain to short circuit and I can't even think straight. I feel like that's what we're dealing with today Mm -hmm. as we wade through a lot of noise to find the truth. God's love is a love that speaks truth. And several years ago on this program, um, I've been writing things down that Miss Evelyn says and uh, have like this little book. And I I flipped through that. And at some point, Miss Evelyn says, said, said to us, you can't change the truth, but the truth can change you. And, you know, if we take a look at this political and social climate over the last few weeks, I I think we've got to keep that in mind. We can't change the truth, but the truth can change us. And this unrest is a pure lesson on finding truth. I find myself reading and watching and trying to Mm -hmm. wade through this the media bent on a situation to find the truth. And. Do you guys feel this way, Miss Evelyn, Kathy? Do y'all feel like you're kind of wading through a lot of noise? I do, uh, and it's 24 hours a day, seems like, at our house sure. uh, because of, you know, what uh, some of the other things that are going on. But one of the things that the Lord has taught me uh, through the years is to be sensitive to my surroundings and mm. to uh, get in a hurry if I need to be in a hurry or slow it down. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do when we're in times like we're in right now. We have no choices we, mm. other than to wear a mask or not wear a mask. Mm. And these are things that control our life if we let it. Mm-hmm. But we have to look above that and use our eyes instead of maybe our ears this time. God has a plan for us to get out of this and to walk with him. And I'm looking for the guidelines. Right. And, you, you know, it's interesting how different people handle different challenges, right, Miss Evelyn? You you just handle it with such grace and class. And, you know, you could be throwing a pity party about not being able to get out of your house. But you've <laughs> used it as a way to kind of revive, rejuvenate, to spend time with Van and to to write notes and letters and send emails. And, and books. You, that's right. And, and a new book. And have a new book. Friends, when we return to Love Talk... We're going to really continue chatting about love and how truth is directly 100% about God's love when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock. In the studio today is our coach, Carrie Brinkater, and our beautiful First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. Friends, we are chatting about love today and how love and truth are intimately interconnected. And uh, Evelyn, Carrie, thank you so much for everything that you guys are sharing about, uh, you know, all the noise that is going on right now. You know, sometimes it just seems like with all of this, all these voices coming at us, we're trying to wade through that. 
and find understanding, maybe expand our understanding, refine our understanding, we're having to listen and listen a lot more effectively and uh, kind of fine-tune our listening and to try and discover what the truth is because we have so many voices coming at us that say things that are completely 180 degrees different. So let's talk about let's talk about truth. I want to really look at this um, statement again about how closely love and truth are interconnected. Uh, Carrie, you said in our first statement, you cannot change the truth, but the truth can change you. And God's love is a love that speaks truth. It's a love that is based on truth. Um, in John 8, that's in, that's in the New Testament, the fourth book over in your New Testament, over in John chapter 8, verse 32, there's this uh, beautiful scripture that, friends, I'm sure that you've heard before. It says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And, and here's one of the incredible things. Not only does Jesus characterize himself as truth, but he also adds into this that God's word is truth. So, friends, we have this best-selling book called The Bible that is filled with words of truth that you can anchor your life to, that you can use as a compass that will always point you true north. In John 14, 6, um, when Jesus says, and, and also again um, in John 17, 7, Christ cements those points. He says, God's word is truth. And um, in John 14, 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. Jesus clarifies in this statement. So Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we want to get to the Father because we know that the Father is what? The Father is love. In John 17, 7, um, there's this really interesting point that, that Christ makes. And he's trying to kind of bring this all to, together. And Miss Evelyn, as you say, he's trying to put a ribbon on it. And, and here's <laughs> what he says. When uh, Christ is praying, he's praying to God. And he, he asked this special request of the Father. He says, make them holy by your truth. And them, that, that's us. That's, he's praying for us. So, friends, it's great to know there's a prayer in the Bible that Christ prayed just for you. And I'm just going to finish off that, that sentence of prayer, that scripture of prayer from John 17:17. 17, 17. It says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. So, I mean, this this topic of truth is is such an anchor for us. It's such a principle for us that we need to wrap our head around. And it's a voice that we need to listen to carefully. You know, truth is a funny word these days because there's, um, you know, I, I, I tell you what, Miss Evelyn and I might look at the same situation and describe it completely differently, even though we're both eyewitnesses to that situation. <clears throat> and so kind of wading through um, the noise ha- has become very, very important, um, not only concerning racial relations right now and how to proceed and how to really listen to strong, powerful voices that have phenomenal things to say, um, also listening to 
those that are not strong and powerful that have phenomenal things to say, um, as well as, you know, the COVID situation. Um, where where are the numbers? Where do we stand? What, you know, where, how are we, how are people doing? What do the hospitals look like? You know, just kind of wading through all the things to find the truth. Um, Proverbs 13.3 kind of struck me, and I I want to be careful here as we talk about the truth because this verse, you know, Proverbs will just smack you because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a always, it's always about, you know, do this um, and uh, or this is going to happen. It says in Proverbs 13.3, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. And Miss Evelyn, has there ever been a time in your life that a person has spoken truth into your life, whether it was uh, painful or not to hear? Um, have the, has there been someone who's spoken truth into your life? Well, it was, um, I would say, about 36 years and Seven months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was the day I wrote on the calendar not to forget. It was a time when there were three um, engineers in Austin came together and wanted to build a Christian radio station. And uh, I had been doing some work with a pastor who did noontime, um, I don't remember what they called it, uh, Briefs, you know, during the, during twelve to one, he talked and gave the news, and mm. and then we always had a devotional. And so, he um, I, he lived out in Liberty Hill, and he asked me to um, help him at, in some areas. And as we began to do that, I began to do that. Uh, he was just thrilled, and he said, "Would you be interested in helping us uh, start a Christian radio station?" And I'm talking about times for Gene Bender. Sure, know. yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he laid the plan down, and it's, you know, that's not, you know, uh, anything different. Um, and so I told him, I said, well, I have to pray about this, and I have to talk to my husband. Uh, he knew that I'd had, you know, background uh, in, in radio. Anyway, that night when before we went to bed, then I talked about it and we prayed. And so as I went to sleep, I said, Lord, I'm going to give you my brain an assignment. In the morning, I want to know what you would do. I'm going to give my brain an assignment in the night. And so the next morning, about 730, we were at the lake and I woke up. The sun was shining in and I said, OK, God, where are you? I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I said, what? What would you do? And he, in in the heart of my hearts, he said, yes. That's all he said, yes. So I told Van, I said, you know, the Lord told me yes this morning. He said, what else did he tell you? Nothing. He said, what about the money? I said, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was a noontime. I went from a noontime bulletin board to uh, Saturday morning at 12, 12 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, and we did that for a number of years with another station, and then another one came along, and I moved to it. And and back in those days was when I got to know Gene, and he was at UT. And you know, it has been a journey of looking and discovering what it is Jesus does in our life if we give Him the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And give him our ears, and I just feel like we are in that time right now in this nation 
with the with the discontentment with uh, misinformation so many things are going on we better be sure that we're on our knees before god asking him for for direction well, I, that is a great point, Miss Evelyn, and that's where that verse in Proverbs, you know, kind of struck me about, you know, we need to be on our knees in prayer before we open our mouths and really um, speak or say mm-hmm. things that, that could be misconstrued as ugly or hate-filled or whatever. Like, we, we have to be on our knees seeking God's direction, and that's exactly what you did. The Lord spoke truth into you that day, Miss Evelyn, and said, you know what, Evelyn? I'm truly, truly tell you, <laughs> you will do radio for a long time to come. And you you ran with that, but you sought God's direction first. And I think that that is incredibly important that we seek God's direction first before we proceed with 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 anything. You know that is so true. Uh, yesterday, we, Van and I had an experience with um, Tim Smith, who has mm. co- has um, the uh, landscaping company. Okay. He came by. Van made him across, and he came by to pick it up, and we just visited. And he's very shy. And um, he, I told him, I said, you know, when I think about those early days, and we just were so free to just go, and, and he said, yeah, and he's not crippled, but, you know, he's aged some. So anyway, he said, you know what, Evelyn? Uh, he said, uh, there are things I remember. There are things I remember. Mm-hmm. And I said, I remember, too, because you have been with us and supported us financially. For 35 years. As an advertiser on this show, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, oh, but I've loved it. Oh. And you know, you when you plant seeds of love, and mm-hmm. that's the important thing, mm-hmm. how are you going to deal with this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a really top one this week with with a new book coming out. But how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to deal, deal with it? Mm-hmm. You're going to trust Jesus to give you a plan. It'll give you some direction. Absolutely. So that's where we are. And Van said, well, you seem like you are happy about this. And you know how. I said, no, I just know that Jesus has got a, uh, an answer and we're going to work it out. It's going to be wonderful. You're so gracious, Miss Evelyn. I just love that about you so much. Kathy, there is actually a, uh, a New Testament irony um, here that uh, we would love for you to tell us about in Matthew about God's love through truth. Oh, my gosh, this is okay. This is kind of a a neat thing, you know, friends, when uh, there are certain things in God's word where he leaves you on the edge. That's one of my favorite (laughs) things about the book of Esther. You're like, what's going to happen next? Mm -hmm. Well, so there's this this uh, kind of biblical principle of God's love through truth. And I want us to look at this amazing passage together. It's in Matthew. So the very first book of the New Testament um, in chapter 27. And um, there's, so let me just kind of set this up. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, an amazing passage where irony meets truth. And as Jesus' earthly life was coming to an end, Jesus was brought before Pilate. So Pilate was kind of the guy that was in charge for the Roman government. And, um, and I just, I want to read through this passage for you, and then I'm just going to kind of follow it up with a few statements. So, friends, here it goes. Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Early the next morning, all the chief priests 
and the nation's leaders met and decided that Jesus should be put to death. They tied him up and led him away to Pilate, the governor. As Jesus stands before the governor, Pilate asks Jesus if he is a king. When Jesus admits that he is a king, Pilate says this, You are a king then. And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What (laughs) is truth, Pilate retorted. And uh, with this, he went with this. Pilate went out again to the Jews gathered there. And he said, I find no basis for a charge against him. So we have this incredibly unique uh, situation where Pilate just kind of dismisses this and says, you know, what even is the truth? When Christ was making this incredibly huge statement that says, yeah, you know, you say I'm the king, but there's something even more important. My purpose of coming into the world was to testify to the truth and that everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Miss Evelyn, I have a question for you Mm. around this. What what do you think Pilate even meant when he retorted to Jesus? What is truth? I think he um, was in a situation of trying to please people that um, did not necessarily walk with Jesus. And he, um, because of where he was, he was getting the, it's like eating on both sides of a sandwich. You stop and think about it. He wanted to be, to the Jews, a, a controlling guide because it, you know, it was life and death with him. And then on the other side, he he wanted what he wanted, and you know it'd take us all day to to describe what it was, what it really was that he wanted. But the thing is that is so important is that uh, he didn't care what he didn't care, he did not care what Jesus was doing, and that is kind of the way we are in some areas in our nation today. We just don't care. We don't care. Mm-hmm. But God has a plan, and that plan is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. No other way. No other way into eternity. So we need to really stop and think about these times that we're in right now, uh, Kathy and Carrie, because we are what will bring in the next rule in this nation. That's a great point, Miss Evelyn. You know, the way we react to situations with dignity, with grace, with, with, um, I don't know, a thoughtful heart, um, and really watching, uh, the words that we use can absolutely impact lives right now, Miss Evelyn, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's a great point. You know, Pilate, he's, he, it's such a an interesting, um, mm-hmm. and it's, remember, it's not a story, my friends. This is a real, well, it is a story, but it's a true story. This really happened. And so we have this, you know, leader trying to figure out what to do, and he's got this mob that's saying, you know, crucify him, crucify mm-hmm. him. And the the scripture doesn't really explain what Pilate was thinking uh-huh. when he looks straight at Jesus and says, what is truth? 
you know, I know Pilate has always been portrayed as this, you know, man who wants to please everyone. Like you said, Miss Evelyn, cowardly, doesn't have the courage to take a tough stand because of the personal cost. Now, let me say that again. He, he, he doesn't have the courage to take a tough stand because of the personal cost. Isn't that where we are today, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn? So many people Perfect. having the courage to take a stand regardless of the personal cost. Um, you know, there's so many things that should cause us as just humans, not even as Christians, but as mm-hmm. humans, that should cause us to turn our heads and have courage to take a stand against things that we see are overtly wrong. And that takes courage. And Pilate, you know, the irony here is that he's staring truth in the face and asking, by by that I mean Jesus, he's staring truth in the face and asking, mm-hmm. what is truth? Mm-hmm. Do we ever stare down a situation and just ask what is truth whenever we're really looking at the truth right in front of us, but yet we're too blinded to see it? And you know, this mob mentality is real, Miss uh-huh. Evelyn. We've oh, seen is. this. You know, we've We're seen. We're going to see more of it. We've seen mob mentality that has taken us to horrible lengths of the looting and the rioting. And that's not how it started. That's not how those those protests started. We've seen the mob mentality also take us in peaceful directions where where we see police officers hugging other humans and walking hand in hand to show solidarity, right? I I pray that we wouldn't get caught up in negative mob mentality, but that we, we would get absolutely caught up in positive things to lead us in positive directions. So, Kathy, you know, how do we wade through this, this mob mentality at times and find truth? You know, I think it's so funny and so appropriate that you say Pilate was looking in the face of truth. He was looking right at Mm -hmm. Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He was looking right at the truth and asked the question, what is is truth? And, uh, you know, friends, uh, Pilate was distracted by his position of authority. He was distracted by the mob. Friends, let me ask you this. If you look at God's word, which is truth, mm-hmm. how distracted are you by everything going on around you that you don't even pick up the truth that you stare right at mm-hmm. and dive into its pages mm-hmm. to give you a compass and an anchor for your day? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I say this to our listening friends, but I say this to me. I mean, it's holding myself accountable Knowing that I need God's truth in my life and knowing that I need it every day. I can't just stare at my Bible and think that somehow it, it, its truth is going to miraculously, uh, you know, kind of get into my mind. I have to open its pages. I have to um, ask God to give me his understanding and give me wisdom through his Holy Spirit as I dive into the truth that is his word. And so, you know, I love it. And one of the things that God reminds us and and that he points out to us, and, and he states this in his scripture in 1 Corinthians 14.33, God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And um, 
and and this applies to all the meetings of God's holy people, that when we come together, it is meant to be a place of peace and of order and of love and of truth. And um, I just I love that because, you know, one of the things that that they're trying to not allow right now is the meeting of God's people, the gathering of God's mm-hmm. people. And so I say, friends, whether it is online or in person, get into your Bible and get into your church, meet with God's people and um, allow the voices of that mob allow all of those distracting voices to melt away and focus on God's truth. You know, this verse in 1 Corinthians, I think it can mean so much to us in so many different ways, you know, especially, Kathy, with our teenagers, right? Like, there's times whenever I I feel like, you know, I've had conversations with my kids and they're like, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. (laughs) They're trying to decide between things and they feel a little chaotic, Right. It's so comforting to know that, hey, 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 kids, whenever you seek God and you really seek answers, he is not a God of chaos. And if the answer involves chaos, then that answer is not from him. And so keep looking, keep searching, um, because our God is the God of 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 peace and not of disorder. So, all right, as we look at this mom mentality, as we look at this this um, New Testament example of truth, Kathy, I, you know, I look at in many academic circles how, you know, they'll say the truth will set you free, you know, and this is meant to promote the power of learning and the freedom to learn. However, this statement did not originate in academia. In fact, we'll go back to our original verse from today, John 8:32. Jesus is speaking, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, Miss Evelyn, we're privileged to be able to have this wonderful relationship with Jesus. It brings so much joy and hope into our lives, this hope that, you know, People that don't have Jesus just do not have this hope that 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 we have. And because he's given us his spirit and his word to guide and strengthen us, we know that God's word is truth, but we also know that Jesus is truth. So what does this verse mean when it says the truth will set us free? Well, you know, we all have a plan for our life and we don't know, uh, you know, when God's going to call us home. But uh, we do know that he has a has a hand in doing that. I think the answer, though, is that he has set us free to follow. Think about it. He's set us free to, to follow. follow. And okay. so what are we going to follow? Mm-hmm. What are we going to follow? We're going to follow Jesus. We're mm. going to follow God's word and his plan. Mm. And what's he going to give us? How's he going to help us? He's going to give us first, first of all, his wisdom. You know, we as women mm. uh, look at what's going on in our nation today, and we are just, I don't know about you, you that are listening today, but I get, I almost get sick to my stomach thinking about it, mm. how bad it really is for families. Mm. But we have, we, we first of all pray for wisdom. And then for provision, make you know, ask God to do what he needs to do in our life, that we will have one thing, just one thing, the power and purpose to follow him. 
Mm. He gives us God. And that's, you know, if, if think about it. What if Pilate had done that? Right. Right. What, what if Pilate had done? But, you know, we are free. But we're free for only one thing. That's to follow Jesus. Mm. So we got to get to know him. Oh, wow. Well, friends, when we return to Love, Love Talk, we're going to talk more about this freedom Jesus offers and how that is spiritual freedom. What that? What does that mean for us? I know it sounds kind of churchy, and you you may not know exactly what is that. What does that mean to have spiritual freedom, as Miss Evelyn just just told us about? When we return to Love Talk, we'll get right into that right after these messages from our amazing sponsors. Right here on Love Talk. Right after this. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. We're so great, grateful to be with you on this beautiful Saturday morning in Austin, Texas. Friends, no matter where you are in the nation or in the world, thanks for listening. And you can always find our archives at thelovetalknetwork.com. And you can always live stream if you don't uh, have access to the Texas 101.1 FM or 1120 AM station. You can always uh, live stream at thebridgeaustin.com. We look forward to being with you every Saturday at 2 p.m. No, or you 8 a.m. Kathy, 8 a.m. Um, I'm so sorry. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many years have we been doing this at 2 p.m.? That's right. 8 a.m. Yes. I need to drill that into me. Mm-hmm. Thanks, ladies, at 8 a.m. But, you know, if you want to go to our archives, you can always listen to us now at 2 p.m. Because Gavin, <laughs> our amazing Gavin, uh, posts the programs for us in our archives the same day that we air. So no matter what time on Saturday you want to join us, you can always go to yes. our live stream. You can listen on the radio or you can go visit us in our archives. Well, we are, this is, we're in our final segment wrapping up about truth. And, uh, you know, you brought in this scripture for us, Carrie, from John eight thirty two. then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I just want to explore this in our, in our final segment, because we are talking about incredible freedom, spiritual freedom. And this, this spiritual freedom is from the bondage of sin. It's the, the release from a lifestyle of habitual lawlessness. It's going to take that shifting sand under your feet and give you solid ground mm. to stand on. And, um, you know, the, if, if you want to become a disciple of Jesus, you want to know the truth of your condition and the truth about Jesus Christ. And, and Christ will set you free through the truth of who he is and what he wants to do in your life and the sacrifice that he has made for you. And um, when we talk about the spiritual freedom from the bondage of sin, it, it's um, a freedom that brings you directly into the family of God. And so, friends, we want you to kind of wrap your minds around this, the amazing grace and mercy of our God through his love. He gave us the promises of his truth. And we know also that God's love speaks truth, speaks truth directly to our hearts for our lives as we walk out and we're the light in this world. And so I just think it's this fundamental pillar and sometimes it feels like maybe one of the hardest ones to grasp in our personal lives. Because sometimes the truth hurts, Kathy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right? I, I heard this statement once, the Bible may hurt you with the truth, but it will never comfort you with a lie. Ooh, I 
I like that. Oh, man. So here's, here's the example, right? Imagine going to your doctor, Miss Evelyn, and your doctor says, you are a magnificent physical specimen, specimen Evelyn Davison. You have the body of an Olympian, <laughs> and you are to be congratulated. Well, and then later that day, you're climbing the stairs, and your heart gives out, and you find out your arteries were clogged oh. and that you were, you know, a jelly donut away from the Grim Reaper, right? Um, so you go back to your doctor, and you say, why didn't you tell me? And the doctor says, well, I knew your body was really in worse shape than the Pillsbury Doughboy, but if I tell people that kind of stuff, they get offended, and it's bad for business, and they don't come back. I want this to be a safe place where you can feel loved, where you can feel accepted. I would be furious, uh, right? Miss Evelyn, you would be furious. When it comes to your body, you want the truth. Um, Pastor John Ortberg wrote, imagine going to a church where you hear, don't worry if you mismanage your anger. Nobody here will confront you on that because we don't like conflict. Don't worry if you're passive in the face of injustice. We prefer passivity here. We might talk occasionally about sin because, you know, it's out there, but nobody here will talk to you about your sin because we want you to feel good. The goal is to walk out of here feeling good. You know, that that's just not life, friends. Of course, transformation involves grace. Now, I do have to tell a personal story on myself here. Um, gosh, a couple of months ago, the kids and I were eating breakfast, and I, I don't know, I was a little moody that morning, and both of my kids called me out. They were like, Mom, like, why are you grumpy? Don't come to breakfast grumpy. And I just... Oh, my gosh, I, it hurt my gut, right? And I thought, oh, my poor sweet children, that is, the, that is the last thing they need is for mom to be grumpy in the morning before they're going to school. And what a way to start the day, Carrie. Great job. And so from that day, even though that hurt, right, from that day forward, I'm not bringing a grumpy to breakfast. I'm just not doing it. And um, my kids have appreciated that. And when they come to breakfast a little bit grumpy, I'll be like, "Mm, hey, you know what you told me a few weeks ago? (laughs) Right? That is a speaking truth in love, Miss Evelyn. Right? We need to hear the truth. But that's truth in love. Can you take us through an example maybe of how we are to treat one another with truth in love? Well, it's Ephesians 4.15, and it says, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up Mm. in every way um, unto him who is the head into Christ. What, you know, that's that's about four different things. (laughs) There's a lot (laughs) packed in there. Yeah, and you know, Mm -hmm. we only do one thing at a time normally, or Mm -hmm. I can at my age. Uh, so rather than going out there making a lot of, you know, just talk, 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 I think this scripture tells us, live it. Mm. Live it. And my I, this week I've been praying, how can I, we so live that the mm, things that are going on in this nation would stop and people would love each other again? I know. 
I hear you, you know, Evelyn. I, I love that scripture because it makes me think of like a little girl dressing up like a big girl. You know, little kids like to be grown up. Mm-hmm. And and that verse tells us, speak the truth in love. We are to yeah. grow up mm-hmm. in every way into him. Speaking truth in love, that's a grown up thing to do. That's it a grown up Christian thing to do. So, friends, if we are finding that our truth speaking is from a place of self-righteousness, from judgmentalness, mm-hmm. if it's just downright mean, we are not being a grown-up Christian. We're being a little baby Christian who knows the truth, but we don't know how to speak it in love, or we don't know how to hold our tongue first. Um, we need to come from a place of humility, from a place of grace, from mm-hmm. a place of mercy, knowing that the greatest truth of all truths that are going to make the biggest difference in an individual's life is the truth that Christ loves them, that he died on the cross for them, that he wants a relationship with him. And that's the ultimate truth that we want to be working towards. So let's be grown up Christian and we don't need to use our full arsenal of ammunition uh, to speak truth out of self-righteousness, we always need to be speaking it from a place of love because that is the place that Christ is coming from. And when we're speaking that way, we are speaking like Christ. That's why we call it love talk. Mm. You know, you can't just love somebody without communicating. And I think that's where we are in this nation right now. We're just so torn apart and so in some areas so selfish that God is going to we have got to go before the Lord of love and begin to learn from him or straight, get straight in ourselves in a way that he can use us. Because that scripture says rather than speaking truth in love, we are to grow up mm-hmm. in this nation. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about growing up, uh, you have to talk about a start. If a start. As a Christian... You know, how you, if you are listening to us today and you're not a Christian, you're not a believer at this point, but you want to be, how far or how low are you willing to allow the Lord to, to move you to get you to the place that he can use you? Mm. That's my question today. Wow. Oh, Miss Evelyn, that's right. He can use us in amazing ways, and he wants to use us. Like you said, Miss Evelyn, it's time that we look inside and we love one another unconditionally, right? You know, Genesis 127 tells us that God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created them. We are all created in God's image. And if you're wondering how to seek God's face and how to to know that Jesus loves you, I tell you what, it's pretty easy. He doesn't require anything of us. And he, he um, wants every single person to come into his kingdom. Ordinary people like me and ordinary people like Miss Evelyn and Kathy. You don't have to do anything to earn his love. He says, just admit that you're a sinner. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Believe that Jesus Christ is God's son and you can find scriptures in Romans and Ephesians that can help you understand what that means. In fact, um, in Romans, it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, declare with your mouth. If you just declare it, that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, right there in Romans 
believe that God, that Jesus is God's son, I tell you what, when you start to know the saving love of Christ, things in your life change. Mm-hmm. Like you can't help it. You want to get to know him and this unconditional love that he has for us. And you can't help but see the changes in your thought processes and in your speaking patterns as you seek God's face. Friends, I pray, you know what, it's Saturday morning, and I pray that you will find a church, like Kathy said, where you can get involved. Right now, churches are are trying to figure out, do they open, you know, what, what are they doing? A lot of churches are open for services. Grab your mask and get there. You can still meet people. You can still commune with people. You can watch online. Friends, there's there's avenues out there for us to find Jesus. Oh, friends, and we pray that for you. We pray that where you need the power of spoken truth, you will find it. And where you need the power of God's saving truth, you will find it. What does this second half of 2020 hold for you? For all of us here at Love Talk, we pray that it holds for you the saving love of Jesus Christ. For Miss Evelyn Davison, for Kathy Anderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time on Love Talk.